Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 2 of Wings of Fire, the Dragonette Prophecy. Clay swept the bones of dinner into the river with his tail. The striped white shapes bounced away in the current. Fire flickered around the edges of the great central cave. Echoing space yawned overhead, dripping with stalactites like huge teeth. The cave dome was big enough for six full-grown dragons to fit across with their wings extended. The underground river flowed along one wall, muttering and gurgling as if it was plotting its own escape. Clay glanced at the two sleeping caves that opened onto the hall, currently empty, and wondered where the other dragonettes had gone while he was cleaning up. Bah! yelled a voice behind him. Clay threw his wings over his... What did I do? He yelped. I'm sorry, it was an accident. Or if it's six or cow, Dune said I could have it because Webb said... Webb's would be out late tonight. But I'm sorry, I can skip dinner tomorrow. A small snout poked his back between his wings. Calm down, Sidley, said he said. I wasn't hawing you at you. Oh, Clay smoothed his crest and twisted around to look at her. The small sun latched hatched of the dragonets. A pale lizard tail was disappearing into her mouth. She grunted at him. That was my fierce hunting cry, she said. Did you like it? Wasn't it scary? Well, it was certainly surprising, he said. Lizards again. What's wrong with cows? Ugh, too heavy, she said. You look all serious. Just thinking. He was glad Kestrel and Dune's Dune couldn't read minds like Nightwing dragons. He had he hadn't been able to he hadn't been able to stop thinking about the idea of escape all through dinner. Clay lifted one of his wings and Sunny nestled in close to him. He could feel the warmth from her golden scales radiating along his side. Sunny was too small and the wrong color, tawny gold instead of sand pale like most sand wings. But she gave off heat like the rest of her tribe. Dune says we should go study for an hour before bread, she said. The others are in the study cave already. Dune, the maimed dragon who taught them survival skills, was a sand wing, and so was Sunny. More or less. There was something not quite right about the littlest dragonette. Not only were her scales too golden, but her eyes were gray-green and of glittering black. Worst of all, her tail curled into an ordinary point like the tails of most dragon tribes instead of ending with a poisonous barb that was a Sandwing's most dangerous weapon. As Kestrel often said, Sunny was completely harmless. And what good was a harmless dragon? But her egg fit in with the instructions in the prophecy, so she was there. Wings of sand, whether the talons of peace liked it or not. Of course, there was no wings of rain in the prophecy at all. The dragonettes had heard, had all heard many times over about how glory was a last-minute substitution for the broken skywing egg. Castor and Dune had called her a mistake and growled at her a lot. Nobody knew whether the prophecy would still happen with a rain wing instead of a skywing. But from what Clay knew of skywings, he was glad to have glory instead of an, another grumpy, fire-breathing kestrel under the mountain. Besides, if anyone was likely to mess up the prophe- prophecy, it was him, not glory or sunny. Come on, Sunny said, flicking him with her tail. He followed her across the central cave. Twisting stone tunnels led off in four directions, one to the battle area, one to the guardian's cave, one to the study room, one to the outside world. The last was blocked with a boulder too big for any of the dragonettes to move. Clay stopped and pushed against the rock with his shoulder as they went by. He often tried to open it when the big dragons weren't around. Someday it would move when he did that. Maybe not a lot, but even a tiny ship will know that he's finally getting close to a full to full grown. 
He felt big. He was constantly bumping into things and accidentally knocking things over with his tail wings. Not today, he thought ruefully when the boulder didn't budge. Maybe tomorrow. He followed Sonny down the tunnel to the study room. His enormous feet and thick claws thumped and scraped along the stone floor. Even though he lived under the mount his whole life, it still hurt to walk on bare rock. He was constantly stab stubbing his talons, and they, and they always ached by the end of the day. Tsunami was strutting around the study cave, barking orders. Sonny and Clay sat down by the entrance, folding their wings back, folding their wings back. A breath of air drifted down the from the hole in the roof, far overhead, the only window to the outside of any of the caves. At night, without the distant hint of sunlight, the room felt cold and more hollow. Clay stretched up and sniffed at the darkness that had fallen on the other side of the hole. He thought it smelled like stars. The map of prior Pyria, Pyria, hung on the wall between the torches. Tsunami and Starfight loved staring at the map, trying to figure out where the, their hidden cave was. Starfight was pretty sure they were somewhere under the claws of the cloud mountains. Skywings preferred to live high among the peaks, so anything could happen in the deep cave below, deep caves below without being noticed. All this history is so confusing, Sunny murmured to Clay, swishing her tail back and forth. Why don't three si why don't the three sides just sit down and sit down and talk out an end to the war? That would be great, Clay said. Then we could stop studying it. Sunny giggled. Stop that Tsunami said bossily, stamping her feet at them. No whispering, pay attention, I'm assigning parts. This is not proper studying, Starfright pointed out. His black nightwing scales made him nearly invisible in the dark shadows between the torches. He kept a few scrolls between his talons and began to neatly sort them into stack, into stack triangles. Perhaps I should read to everyone instead? Dear moons, anything but that, Gory said from the ledge above him. Maybe later, when we're trying to fall asleep. Her long, delicate snout glowed emerald green with displeasure, resting on her front claws. Ripples of erect iridescent blue shimmered across her scales and tonight her tail was a swirl of vibrant purples if it weren't for glory clay thought none of them would know how many colors there were in the world he wondered what it must be like in the rainforest where there was a whole tribe of dragons that were beautiful shush tsunami scolded now obviously i'd be the best queen but let's make sunny the queen since she's the she's a real sandwich she bustled over and pushed sunny into the center of the cave well, sort of, Glory muttered under her breath. Shh, Starflight flicked her with his tail. Another dragon had ever talked about why Sunny didn't look like a regular sandwing. Clay, Clay guessed, Clay's guess was that her egg had been taken away from the sand too early. Maybe sandwing eggs needed the sun and desert sand to keep them warm until, ha until hatching, or else they'd come out half-baked and funny-looking. Although, personally, he thought Sunny looked just fine. Tsunami tapped her talon on the clay floor, setting her friends. Clay, you want to play Want to play the scavenger? That's hardly fair. He's twice Sunny's size. A real scavenger would be smaller than her. According to the stories over here, it says that scavengers have no scales, no wings, and no tail. They walk on two legs, which sounds very unstable to me. I bet they fall over all the time. They like treasure neither as much as dragons do. The squirrels say scavengers attack lone dragons and say, Oh my gosh, we know, Glory snapped. We were all here for the fascinating lectures about them. 
don't make me come down there and bite you, Starflight. I'd like to meet a real scavenger, I said. I'd rip off his head and eat it. He pounded his front tongues on stone below, below him. I bet it would taste better than the mouthful of feathers Kestrel keeps bringing us. Poor hungry clay, Sunny Tease. When we're free, we'll go find a scavenger nest and eat them all, Tsunami promised, nudging, nudging clay with one wing. One, Sunny blinked at her. When we're free? Oops. Tsunami and clay exchanged glances. Sunny was sweet and trusting, absolutely terrible at keeping secrets. I mean, after we fulfill the prophecy, of course, Tsunami said. Clay, be a scavenger. Here, this can be your claw. She swung her tail in an arc and smashed a, st a stalagmite loose. Shards of rock flew across the lake, and the other dragonites ducked. Clay hefted the sharp rock spear in his claws and grinned wickedly at Sunny. Don't actually hurt me, she said nervously. Of course he won't, Tsunami said. We're just acting it out, and the rest of us will be princesses. I'll be Burn, Glory, you can be Blister, and Starflight, you be Blaze. I have to I have to be a princess last time, too, Starfight observed. I'm not sure I like this game. He stretched his wings and scattered silver scales under uh, he stretches wings and the scattered silver scales underneath glitter like stars in the night sky. It's not a game, it's history, said Tsunami said. And if we had any other friends we could play differently. But there are only three sand dragon princesses. And so you have to be one, so stop complaining. Starflight shrugged and settled back into the shadows the way he did when he knew he couldn't win a fight. All right, go ahead, Tsunami said, hopping onto her ledge next to Glory. Um, Sunny said, she eyed Clay warily. All right, here we go. La, 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 Queen Oasis of the of the Sandwings. I'm so very important, uh, royal and um, stuff. Tsunami sighed. Glory and Starflight hit their smiles. I've been queen for ages and ages, Sunny went on. She strutted across the clay floor. No one dares challenge me for my throat. I am the strongest sandwing who ever lived. Don't forget the treasure, Tsunami hissed, pointing at a pile of loose rocks. Oh, right, Sunny said. It's probably because of all my treasure. I've got so, I've so much treasure because I'm an important queen. She swept the rocks toward her, gathering them between her hands. Did someone say treasure? Clay bellowed, leaping out from behind a large rock formation. Sunny yelped with fright. No, Tsunami called. You're not scared. Your Queen Oasis is your Queen Oasis, the big bad queen of the Sandwings. Right, Sunny said. Rawr, this tiny scavenger doing in the, what is this tiny scavenger doing in the Kingdom of Sam? I'm not afraid of tiny scavengers. I shall go out there and eat him in one bite. Glory started to giggle. So, so hard she had to lie down and cover her face with her wings. Even Tsunami was making faces like she was trying not to laugh. Clay swung his stalagmite in a circle. Squeak, 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 he shouted. Another annoying scavenger noises. I'm here to steal the treasure away from a magnificent dragon. No, not from me, you won't, Sunny said bristling. She stamped forward, spreading her wings, and raised her tail threateningly. Without the poisonous barb other sand wings had, Sunny's tail was not very menacing, but no one pointed that out. Nobody pointed that out. Yeah, Clay shouted, lunging forward with his rock claw. Sunny darted out of the way, and they circled each other, uh, fainting and jabbing. This was Clay's favorite part. When Sunny forgot about trying to act queenly and focused on the battle, she was fun to fight. Her small sm size made it easy for her to dodge and slip under his defenses. But in the end, Queen Oasis had to lose. So... And 
And that was how the story went. Clay drove Sunny back against the wall of the cave, thrust his fake claw between her neck and her wings, pretending to, pretending it went right through her heart. Arr, impossible, a queen defeated by a lowly scavenger. The kingdom will fall, oh my treasure, my lovely treasure. She collapsed to the ground and let her wings flop lifelessly on either side of her. Ha ha ha, and squeak, squeak, squeak. The treasure is mine. He scooped up all the rocks and paraded away, lashing his tail proudly. Our turn, Shinami said, jumping off the ledge. She hurried over to Sunny, clasped her talons together, and let out cry of anguish. Oh no, our mother is dead, and the treasure is gone. But worst of all, none of us killed her. So who shall be queen now? I was about to challenge her, Glory cried. She flapped her wings dramatically. I would have fought her to the death for the throne. I should be queen. No, I should be queen, Tsunami insisted. I am the eldest and biggest and would have challenged her first. They both turned to look at Starflight, hidden in the shadows. The black dragon looked as if he was trying to become even more invisible. Come on, Starflight, Tsunami said. Don't be a lazy. She caught herself before she said raining. The teachers said things like that all the time. If you don't study, you're no better than a rain wing. What's the matter? Someone plays your head brains with a rain wings? Still sleeping? Anyone would think you're a rain wing. That last one was mostly for Clay. But the dragonettes n all knew Glory hated it, no matter how much she pretended she didn't care. It also seemed really unfair. Glory was the only rain wing any of them had ever met, and she studied and trained harder than everyone else. Er, uh, dragon. Tsunami finished awkwardly with a quick glance at Glory. Starflight, get over here. The Nightwing shuffled forward and looked down at Sunny, who had her eyes squinted shut. Oh dear, oh dear, he said. Well, now I should be queen. As the youngest princess, I could have the longest reign and would be good for the Samings. Also, uh, he paused and gave a long-suffering sigh. Also, I am by far the prettiest. Sunny giggled, and Tsunami poked her to keep her skill. Clay swept his treasure rocks into a pile and sat on them. I should kill you both right now, Glory snarled. You and what army? Tsunami taunted her. Glory stretched her neck up and bared her teeth. That's a great idea. I'll go get an army, uh, an army of sea wings, and then you'll be sorry. You're not the only one who can make allies, Tsunami said. I'll get the sky wings on my set and the mud wings, and then we'll see who wins this war. There was a pause. They both looked at Starfire again. Uh, yeah, he said. Yeah, you do that, and I'll align myself with the ice wings, ice wing army. Also, by the way, most of the sand wings want me to be their queen. They do? Sunny said, opening her eyes. Who says? Stop talking, Tsunami said, poking her with one towel. You're dead. There, there are a lots of recent scrolls about it. Starfight explained pompously. Blaze is very popular with her own tribe. So why can't she be queen? Sunny said. If that's what they want, because Burn is bigger and scary and could crush her like a bug. So they actually fought claw to claw. Glory chimed in. And Blister, that's me, is smarter than both of them put together. She knew she couldn't kill Burn in a regular duel. It was her idea to involve all the other tribes and turn their sandwing throne battle into a world war. She'd probably be waiting for the other two to kill each other. Which one Which one do we want to be queen? Sunny asked. We get to pick when we fulfill the prophecy. None of them. Starfire said, Blaze is about as smart as a concussed sheep. 
Blister is most likely plotting to become queen of all the tribes somehow, and if Burn wins, uh, she'll probably just keep the war going on for fun. They're all pretty nasty. I guess we'll see what the Talons of Peace decide. The Talons of Peace don't get to decide, Tsunami said, bristling. They only think they're in charge of us. We can still hear them out, Starfly argued. They're wa they they want what is what's best for us, Empire. Easy for you to say, Glory snapped. The ruff around her neck flared orange. You weren't stolen from your home. The Nightwings were pretty eager to hand over your egg, weren't they? Starflight flinched as if she burned him. Boring, Clay shouted from his power box. Stop fighting with each other. Come fight me for this treasure instead. No one knows what the scavenger... No one knows what the scavenger did with the sand dragon treasure, Starfleet said in his top-of-the-class voice, turning away from Glory. Among other things he stole, the Lazulite dragon, the gold salmon scepter, and the eye of Onox, which has been in the salmon trevally for hundreds of years. Star Clay stamped his feet. Starfight lectures had always made us go late. I just want to fight someone, he said. Someone who wasn't trying to beat him into a violent rage, perhaps. As if, as if the thought had summoned her, Kestrel suddenly loomed in the entrance of the cave. What is going on here, Kestrel boom? Kestrel's booming voice made all five dragonettes jump to attention. Sunny slipped as she tried to scramble from to her feet, and Starfight jumped forward to catch her. The enormous red sky wing slithered into the cave, glaring down at them all. This doesn't look like studying, she hissed. We're so sorry, Sunny, Sunny stammered. No, we're not, Tsunami shot the salmon a glare. We were studying. We were acting at the death of the queen that started the whole war. You mean play acting, Kessel growled. You are too old for games. When were we ever young enough for games, Glory muttered. It wasn't a game, Tsunami said. It was a different way of learning history. What's wrong with that? And now you're talking back, Kestrel said. She looked smug, as she always did when Tsunami got into in trouble. That means no sleeping in the river tonight, Tsunami scowled. Kestrel tapped her pile of scrolls by the entrance with one claw. The rest of you, learn from the sea wing's mistake and study the correct way. That's not fair. Clay spoke up as Kestrel turned to go, even though it made his heart pound. We were all doing the same thing. We should all be punished. Glory shook her head at him, but beside him, Sunny nodded. Kestrel stared down at Clay. I know I know who the ringleader was. Cut off the head and the problem goes away. You're going to cut off Tsunami's head? Sunny squeaked. It was a metaphor, feather brain. No, Glory sighed. It was a metaphor, feather brain. Now go to bed, Kestrel said she turned and swept out of the cave, knocking over Starflight's night neat stack of squirrels as she went. Glade nudged Tsunami's dark blue shoulder with his shout. Sorry, we tried. I know, thanks, Tsunami said, brushing her wing against his. Hey, Sunny, would you mind taking those squirrels back to our sleepy cave? The small gold dragon brightened. Sure, I can do that. She hurried to the entrance, gathered the scattered squirrels in her front towns and whisked out of the cave. I can't stand this much longer, Tsunami said as soon as Sunny was gone. We have got to get out of here, and soon. Glay glanced at Glory and Starfight, who didn't look surprised. You talk to them about it? 
Of course, Tsunami said. I need their help figuring out an escape plan. Clay couldn't help notice, but that she didn't had Clay couldn't help but notice that she hadn't asked him for any escape plan ideas. Even the dragons who liked him thought he was pretty useless. I'm not sure we're ready, Starflight said, wrinkling his forehead. There's so much we haven't learned yet. That's what the teachers want us to think, Tsunami. Tsunami's blue scales shifted as she shook herself from head to tail. But we'll never know until we get out of these horrible caves and see the world for ourselves. What about the prophecy? Clay said. Shouldn't we wait two more years? I don't see why. I'm with Tsunami. Destiny is destiny, right? So whatever we do, we must... So whatever we do must be the right thing. We don't need a bunch of ancient dragons telling us how to save the world. They're not in the prophecy. What do we tell Sunny? Starfight said, glancing at the cave's dark opening. When do we tell Sunny? Starfight said, glancing at the cave's dark opening. Not until the last moment, Tsunami said fiercely. You know she can't keep a secret. Starfight, promise you won't say anything to her. I won't, I won't, he said. She's not going to like it, though. She thinks... Everything is great here. Of course she does. She doesn't care that we get treated like cracked eggs, even though we're supposed to be the key of peace or whatever. She cares, Starfight said defensively. She just doesn't whine about it. Youch, said Glory. Tsunami whirled to glare at Starfight, her gills pulsing. Say that to my face. I am saying it to your face, he said. Or was I saying it to your rear end? It's easy to get the two confused. He ducked behind Clay before Tsunami could even bear her teeth at him. Hey, stop. Quit stalling at each other like mini kestrels, Clay said, standing up to keep his to keep his bulk between Tsunami and Starflight. Nobody's happy here. Sunny just deals deals with it differently. That's all. But remember, what we decide, we five have to stick together or else everything gets worse. Starflight hunches wings forward, muttering. Clay's right, Glory said. The last thing we want to do is to be like Kestrel or Webs or Dune. Tsunami hissed for a moment, then shook herself. All right, I know. I'm trying, but this place is slowly killing me, she said. Clay shivered at the fierce look on her face. He would not want to be the dragon sitting in her way. As soon as we have a plan, we go, Tsunami said, looking them each in the eye. Let's see them force our destiny on us when they can't find us anymore.